If you are someone who's looking to learn more about fertility awareness method for natural birth control or conception, and you're ready to finally get to the root of hormone imbalances for good, this is the podcast for you. The cool thing is fertility awareness method is here for you in all seasons of your life. When you're looking to prevent pregnancy, when you're ready to conceive, and when you want to use it postpartum. So if you're in the phase of your life where you are looking for a natural form of birth control without all the hormones, head on over to my free training, nourishedwithnina.com slash fam training for all of the information. All right, let's go ahead and hop right into this new episode. So it really is about managing a normal vaginal pH. So it's super simple, but you know, women understand that. A lot of women understand, you know, pH balance. So it's great. Hey friends, welcome back to a new episode of the Healing Hormones Podcast. I'm Nina Boyce, your host, certified fertility awareness educator and the creator of Luna Reclaim Your Cycle, which is my online fertility awareness method course and three-month membership. And today on the show, I have an exciting conversation for you all, something that you've requested. I've gotten so many DMs about it. So many of my clients are asking this question. They want to know more about Fexi, which is the first and only hormone-free prescription birth control gel that you can control. It's on demand. You're not taking hormones every day. And I have to say, you know, I've read about it. I know, you know, how it works as far as the pH level of the vagina and not allowing sperm to get through and not get pregnant and all of that. I've been reading and reading and reading about it. And I was like, you know what? I want to see if I can get someone from the company to come on and talk more about it. Well, so lucky that Sandra Pelletier, who is the CEO of EvoFem Biosciences, which is a biopharmaceutical company committed to developing and commercializing innovative products to address unmet needs in women's sexual and reproductive health, also the maker of Fexi, graciously agreed to come on and talk to us and answer all of our questions. And I pulled you on Instagram made sure all of your questions were in this podcast episode. And so I know you are going to find it so, so helpful. Just a little bit more about Sandra. I have to tell you, her energy is infectious. I was just immediately, I was like, I love this lady. She's awesome. And her empowerment for women is just something I haven't seen, especially in this industry, um, in the pharmaceutical industry, or just in general, when it comes to the world of birth controls. It's like we need more people who are showing up with the user, with the women in mind. And so it was just such a great conversation. Like I mentioned, I can't wait for you to learn more from her. But just a bit more, Sandra has over 25 years of pharmaceutical experience. And she also founded an international nonprofit organization that delivered products to women in more than 100 developing countries. And under her leadership, EvoFem launched Fexi, the first and only FDA-approved prescription birth control method that is hormone-free and used only on demand when women have sex. She's also advanced EvoFem's investigational product candidate, Evo100, through a phase three clinical trial for the prevention of both chlamydia and gonorrhea in women for which there are no prescription products available. The company expects to report top-line data from the EvoGuard trial to H in 2022. So you'll learn not only how Fexi works, the efficacy rate, the side effects, all of the things behind Fexi, but also this new and upcoming way that it may be the prevention for both chlamydia and gonorrhea as well. 
And I didn't even know that chlamydia is like one of the top reasons for infertility. I had no idea. And so that was really mind blowing for me in this podcast episode. So without further ado, let's hop right into this episode with Sandra Pelletier. All right, everyone. Today, I am so, so excited for this conversation. It has been a conversation on my mind and on all of your minds for a very long time. I have the CEO of EvoFem Biosciences and the maker of Fexi here with us today, Sandra. And I cannot wait to talk all about this new non-hormonal, for, like on-demand form of birth control, Fexi, that I have so many questions about. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm thrilled, thrilled, thrilled to talk to you and to talk to you about Fexi. So yeah. thanks for having me. You're welcome. Well, I mean, first of all, can we talk about how you became the CEO of EvoFem um, <laughs> Biosciences? Like, there's a lot. It's not just sexy. There's other innovations and things in here. So, you know, how did you even get started with this? Yeah, well, I would tell you, so it's been a long and winding road, which I'm sure everybody would say about their roles. But a quick story is that, so I actually grew up in a very rural place called Caribou, Maine, and this very small town on the edge, literally the furthest point from where I live now (laughs) in California. And it was really a place where girls had babies that they weren't ready to have. Women didn't have choices. They didn't have access to choices. And the mindset are that we are supposed to be pleasers and mediators and that there's nobility in putting ourselves second, right? All Mm -hmm. of those old archaic ideas and So for me, I really wanted to do something that mattered for equality, but that really mattered for women in a way that was measurable. And so out of college, I started in the pharma industry and I worked for a company that launched the first birth control pill. And what I learned over time, which was gobsmacking to me, is that since 1960, the entire category of birth control has been dominated by hormones. Mm -hmm. Women have been suggested that the burden and responsibilities on us, Mm -hmm. that every day of every week, of every month, year after year after year, we're supposed to take a hormone when we don't have sex every day. And no one really talks about the side effects, in uh, in my opinion, in an overt way. So a lot of women think it's just them. They don't even know if they should tell anybody because they think there's something else wrong with them. They never really even associate it with their birth control because they think, well, my mother took the pill for 30 years and she was fine, right? So for me, as I moved up the corporate ladder in a very male-dominated world, I actually recognized two things. One, that there are a lot of companies that care about shareholder return above and beyond the patient. Mm. They really don't care at the end of the day about the patient, what's going on, as long as they're selling them product. It's like they put their hands over their ears and go, la, 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 la. So that was a real bummer that I, you know, recognized. And then I also recognized that women really deserve innovation and that big companies were only interested in coming out with lower doses. So to fix the problem, Mm -hmm. instead of really doing something innovative, something really game-changing, they're like, yeah, no, women aren't worth that. We're just going to put a Band-Aid on it and give them a lower dose, which is still a hormone, right? For sure. So- you know, and so the bottom line is, is I did a lot of quantitative and a lot of qualitative market research from puberty through menopause, when women don't want to get pregnant, when they do want to get pregnant, when they want to space their pregnancies. And those experiences led me through when I left private sector pharma, I started a nonprofit 
based on sustainable supply of contraception mm. in Africa. And when I was doing that, I heard about this product, Bexy. At the time, it was called something else. But when I heard about this product, honestly, Nina, I have to tell you, I actually thought, okay, this is a unicorn. Is this actually yeah, real? Yeah, right, right. I mean, right? Is this real? Well, I thought and it, you know, I mean, like when I first, when it first came out to the masses, I, you know, I'm ahead of my, had my game with this. I'm a fertility awareness educator. So I'm like, what is this, Bexy? I need to yeah. research this. Is this real? What is this? I you and I had the same experience yeah. and I said, okay, so, so that's how I ended up. So at first the agreement that I made well, with the people who were controlling, if you will, the product at the time was that I was going to have access to this product to take to Africa, Asia, and Latin America. But what I also learned is that they weren't necessarily going to develop it for contraception for women that would then eventually prevent chlamydia and gonorrhea. Mm -hmm. They were thinking about coding condoms for men. It was a very male-centric, male-focused organization. Mm -hmm. So when I had the opportunity to step in and really guide the asset for women about women, um, that was in 2015 when I really took over the organization. But yeah, so I did, just as a quick aside, and then I promise I'll be quiet, is that (laughs) I also had the opportunity to do honestly, so many jobs within the pharma industry. So I was a sales rep. I carried a bag. Yeah. I was a manager. I was la- I launched a U.S. sales force. I was in U.S. marketing, international marketing. And I say all that because it allowed me to have a different level of credibility. You know, running an organization, knowing exactly what it's like to walk in the shoes of some of these people that work with me, I think it's really made a difference. Um, but that's how I ended up here and having the privilege of working with Sexy. Yeah. Well, you know, I was going to say, there's so many things that you mentioned there that I just like want to pick up on and like <laughs> run with. The first one is, you know, you mentioned that uh, I, a lot of times there's no... Um, we're not thinking about the patient and their experience. And that is so common. I mean, I've been through it. I'm sure you've been through it. So many of my clients have been through it. And it was funny you mentioned like, let's just lower the dose because a lot of times they'll say, well, I'm just getting put on a lower dose estrogen version or like now I'm on a no estrogen version. You know, like there's, there's all, those are the options. But really we're like, well, you're still on a hormone, you know, you're either on just synthetic progestion or you're on just a lower dose synthetic estrogen. So, but they don't make the connection that maybe, and maybe not, but maybe the hormones are the reason why you're feeling like you're feeling. But it is, it's interesting that a lot of times they don't make the connection with hormones or it could be the birth control pill. And I think that's because sometimes providers don't say it could be the birth control pill. So that's why so many women don't understand that it's a possibility. Oh. You hit the nail on the head. And I I will tell you this, we are hoping, one, we are hoping we're creating a movement and we are really leaning into this self-care moment of saying, you know what? Look, women exercise. They don't have hormones in their milk. They don't have hormones in their meat. I joke and say, if chickens can be hormone-free, why can't women? Oh my God, that's funny. You know, isn't it time though that women had access to sex on demand? Like a man can go out with a condom in his pocket. He can protect from getting someone pregnant. He can protect from getting a sexually transmitted infection. Why can't women have that same kind of control? But but back to your comment, I, I would tell you this. When we partnered last year with Annie Murphy and she's our, you know, ambassador for Fexi. Yeah. What was what was so striking to me is we got so many responses from young women. When Annie Murphy said in her testimonial, I started crying for no reason. Mm. 
felt a little bit not like myself. I felt a little crazy, but I couldn't figure out what it was. And I went to two and three different doctors and nobody could figure out what it was. And then finally a doctor said, oh, maybe it's your IUD that's making you feel this way. And it was almost like she said a layer of fog lifted when she had her IUD out. Exactly. And all of a sudden, she felt like herself again. And so many young women wrote to us, Nina, and they were like, oh my goodness. When I heard her say that, I, it dawned on me like, I've looked at everything in my life that I'm taking, right. including now antidepressants or anti-anxiety products that I no longer have to take now that I stop my hormones. Mm-hmm. It's, it's often it's a stacking effect. Like it's often yes. like, okay, we're on the birth control pill now to prevent pregnancy or whatever reason, maybe even to, you know, mask some underlying hormone imbalances. And then all of a sudden, wow, now I have anxiety or now I'm feeling depressed. What's going on? Well, let's, you know, throw, that can be common. Let's throw the anxiety med on top. Let's throw this on top. And then all of a sudden we're on lots of things and we're like, but I still don't feel good. But we never go back to maybe again, could it be that it's just the birth control pill. Like, like let me, let's just see, could it be that? Could it not? But yeah, I mean, there's so much of that stacking effect. And I also feel like for young women, especially when they see someone like Annie Murphy come out and say it, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm not alone. Like this person that I admire and look up to and is hilarious, you know, like I, she feels that way too. Like, wow, now I feel like maybe I can be brave and ask some important questions and see if this is going on with me too. Well, that what you just said is right the, the opportunity to be free and to say, you know what, this is my body and I control it. And I don't have to listen to the patriarchy or I don't have to do what I'm told because no one really knows how you feel except for you, right? No one has any idea what's going on. And you know, the other thing that I found really wonderful is that a lot of these young women said, you know, I, I knew something was wrong even when they told me it wasn't. Even when they told me it wasn't, I knew better. I knew differently. So what we're hoping is that in this journey to to shatter the hormone glass ceiling, Mm -hmm. that we're going to really start suggesting is, look, if you don't feel as good as you should, of course you should check everything, but make sure it includes your birth control. Totally. Make Sure. Because, you know, it can just change the way you feel every single day. It has to be on the list. That's the thing. Yes. Like, it's not yeah. always the reason, but it's right. a re- but but it's a huge one to leave out because in my experience, and I mean, in the, in the world that I work in, obviously, it most likely is the reason. That's why they're working with me. So I see that yeah. more skewed, but it's so true. Like, it has to be on the list. And I just have to say, we know that there are a lot of big feelings with big pharma in many different aspects. And knowing that you came from a background in that and working in that industry, I think that makes your work with Fexi even more powerful because you've seen all sides of it. And it's like, you know that there can be a push for just like sell more, sell more. Um, So it makes more, it brings the heart to the product, right? Because you're like, this is for women. I've seen a need for women. Let's not focus necessarily on the product. Well, we need to focus on that too, but it's all inclusive, right? What do women need? Well, thank you for saying that. I, I, you don't even know how much I appreciate you recognizing it. In fact, out of all the interviews with people that I've talked to, no one has actually tied those two things together. And why I think it's so important is that, look, I, I grew up in big pharma. I really did. I grew up in big pharma and yes, they invested in me, but they invested in me because I worked my butt off, right. right? I earned it, right? I earned to be invested in. I've, it's taken me a long time to be able to say that with such confidence. Do you know what I mean? And, and you know, because when you're younger, 
and you haven't really embraced your personal power. You know, mm-hmm. you think, you know, you, 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 that old saying, right? I mean, the harder you work, the luckier you get. But what it really showed me was how to really identify not just an unmet need, but how to really position it in a way that resonates with women so that they know and understand. What I wanted women to feel about Evofem is that we're authentic and genuine. Yes, we have to sell product because bringing pharmaceutical drugs to market is an incredible investment. It is. It is. And years and years, I'll give you an example. Every year, there are thousands and thousands of products submitted to the FDA. Only 60 on average get approved out of every therapeutic area, not just women's health, every therapeutic area, right? The clinical rigor, right? Phase one, phase two, phase three, all of this stuff you got to get perfectly. But what I wanted them to see is that, look, tons of big pharma, they have so much money. They could have come out with a non-hormonal years ago. You know, yeah. They could have cared cared about these 800,000 women that get cancer, women with a high BMI, smokers, diabetics. They could have really leaned in and cared about women having a better option, but they didn't do it because it was quicker and easier for them to just come out with a lower hormone. Mm. you know, and when investors say to me, like, why are you doing this? Why isn't a bigger company with more money doing it? And I look at them and I'm like, because they don't care yeah. about the end patient in the same way, right? And so so I do love that you said that because for me, I mean, I will, you know, look, I know that I'm not the owner of this company. Our shareholders own the company, but that's not how I operate it. <laughs> I operate like it's fine. Yeah. And, you know, I care about the people who work here in a way that's a little bit cuckoo for Cocoa Pops, you know, like we're a family, you know, and as a woman leader, I just feel like that's a benefit, right? That you use your emotional intelligence to make people know how significant they are, but also make women understand Mm -hmm. that this is truly different and better because women deserve it. And by the way, it's fine that if you don't want to use a hormone, right? A doctor giving you a bag of condoms does not quite cut it. Mm-hmm. You know, you need something that you can use that you can control. For sure. So I love I that. I love that too, because it is, it's the woman's control. And yeah, we have the copper IUD that's non-hormonal, but there are also, I mean, with everything, there are side effects, right? But there are a lot of women don't want that in there for like five years. And, they, and they're also having side effects with that or localized inflammation. They're not quite sure what's going on. Heavy bleeding, painful pelvic pain and period pain. And so... The thing with Fexi that so many of my clients and my community are are loving, it's like, wait, it's on demand. Oh, I only use it when I want to use it. And how cool is that? That it's like, it's in their bag. Like you mentioned, it's like, yeah, they can pull out a condom out of their bag too, but this is theirs and this is their body that they're now being in in charge of, which is like mind blowing. Like finally, (laughs) here it is. Yeah. pocket, a little applicator in their bag. And it really is empowering. That's what I love is that it empowers women to just be in charge on their terms. Right. And you're right. Half of all women say, I don't want an IUD because I can't control it. I can't take it off when I want to. If I have side effects, I have to make an appointment. I have to go. I have to have it removed. Bexy, the other great thing too, by the way, is that when you stop using it, you have no synthetic hormone in your body. So let's say you want to get pregnant, right? You know, they have that flushing out your body. Or women who are breastfeeding, they don't want to have hormones in their breast milk. It's such a cool thing to be able to say, no systemic activity, mm-hmm. right? It prevents you from getting pregnant, right? Soon, it will prevent you from getting chlamydia and gonorrhea. Yeah. And 
we don't use it, boom, it's out of your system. It's it's clean and simple and easy. Yeah. And there's been a need for it. Let me tell you. So that brings me to like the main question that everyone's asking myself included. How can you share how Fexi works to prevent unwanted pregnancies? And then there is this um, other area where potentially it's going to be preventing from STI soon. Yes. Okay. So this is, so just so you know, Ruff University in Chicago actually developed the product in the early nineties. And here's what they recognize that a normal vaginal pH, yours and mine is 3.5 to 4.5. That's it. That's the range 3.5 to 4.5. When semen enters the vagina, pH goes up to seven or eight and a woman gets pregnant. It's the same exact thing that happens when chlamydia pathogens enter, gonorrhea pathogens enter, vaginal pH rises, and that's what makes women get infected. Mm. So our product is considered a vaginal pH modulator, and here's why. Three ingredients of Fexi are actually food grade, if you can believe it. Each of You can taste it. There's no odor. There's no smell. There's no smell, rather, no taste. But those three ingredients combined together make the vagina keep natural pH exactly as it's intended. So it stays at 3.5 to 4.5. So making it inhospitable to semen, kills the semen and doesn't allow pathogens like chlamydia and gonorrhea to to enter and infect women. So it really is about managing a normal vaginal pH. So it's super simple, but you know, women understand that. A lot of women understand, you know, pH balance. So it's great. Have you been looking for a way to prevent pregnancy naturally and finally ditch birth control or the IUD without fear? If so, I have the perfect free training for you. So my free training is for women who have been thinking about getting off of birth control and they have questions about fertility awareness method. This is the exact step-by-step method that I've used and am certified in to teach you how to identify your fertile and infertile days so that you can choose when to have sex on your terms and avoid pregnancy. So with this method, you are going to learn how to avoid pregnancy without all the added hormones or the IUD, plus how to do it without using a barrier method every single day. Sounds kind of too good to be true but I promise you, you can do it. So by the end of this 90-minute training, you are going to gain the confidence in transitioning off of birth control so you can finally switch to a natural and non-hormonal method. You'll learn how birth control impacts your hormones and brain so you can begin to fully nourish and support your body. And you'll discover how to avoid the three biggest mistakes women make when they stop birth control and learn how to begin fertility awareness method for 99.6% birth control accuracy. And at the end of the training, you will learn how to get access to my Healing Hormones Library, which is my full library of resources I use with private clients to teach them how to get to the root of hormone imbalance, to fully nourish their body, gut, liver, all of the essentials to support your body post-pill. So if it sounds like this training is for you, go to nourishedwithnina.com slash fam training to get access. Again, that's nourishedwithnina.com slash fam training. We'll also have it linked in the show notes. I can't wait for you to finally gain the confidence to ditch birth control without fear and prevent pregnancy on your own terms. Head to nourishedwithnina.com slash fam training to get started. 
Well, and this is what I want to say too, because something I teach a lot about is the fertile window specifically. And I always say like, when you aren't experiencing cervical mucus and you're in a dry environment, now for anybody listening, you know, this is a very generalized like viewpoint of it. So don't just like take this and run and have sex if you don't know how to apply the method. But if you are dry and not experiencing CM, sperm will die in that environment. So great. Like that's just the pH level of the vagina. But when you have cervical mucus present, that changes the pH too, which then sperm will survive. But here's the thing, like if you are using, and that's why I think Fexi is so cool, is if you're using Fexi anytime, really, like if you're in the fertile window or you're not sure and you're using it and you're outside the fertile window, it brings that pH level back to a place where sperm can't survive. So that, you know, it almost feels like magic. And I think it's hard for some people to grasp, even with fertility awareness method. They're like, I don't know, wait, my my vagina naturally kills sperm? Like, yeah, I can. Or you can use something to help you kill it. (laughs) It's true, right? No, it's it's true. Well, and your point about chlamydia and gonorrhea, I mean, the one thing that really, um, why, why I was so interested and excited to talk to you is that, so so first off, naturally, in the U.S., the CDC said chlamydia and gonorrhea are on the rise for the sixth year in a row. Wow. Chlamydia is well over 1.6 million cases. Gonorrhea is well over 600,000. So the number one prescribed and diagnosed STI is chlamydia followed by gonorrhea and gonorrhea is antibiotic resistant. Mm. So the FDA said, look, we're going to give you a fast track review. We're going to review you in six months instead of the 10 months that we normally take to review. But one of the number one reasons for infertility is chlamydia. Wow. And so I, by the way, what I did not know that. And I didn't either. I didn't know. Right. And, And one of the things that we talked to a fertility specialist about, and they said, well, here's what happens when women come in and they can't get pregnant, the number one question I say to them is, have you ever had chlamydia? And many of them say, yes. Oh my goodness. But oftentimes it recurs, but it's asymptomatic. Yeah. So they're not even recognizing. So one of the things that I said, well, my God, if a woman is going to have sex and eventually she wants to get pregnant, isn't it a no brainer to use a product that will prevent you from getting pregnant? And then also yeah. next year, we'll be able to expand the label and include prevent you from getting chlamydia and gonorrhea. Because young women, you know this better than anybody, right? I mean, you're a specialist and an expert in you know fertility, but young women are very nervous about their ability to get pregnant when they want to. Absolutely, They're, right? They talk about freezing their eggs. They because fertility, you know, you know, it's not just expensive; it's emotionally grueling. So it's- we're excited that you know this is going to be able to prevent. Oh yeah. I mean, I think that naively it's something that I hardly, I mean, I've been with my husband since like early college. And so I've only been with him. Right. And he's only been with me for a very long time. So I haven't had to think about that type of thing in a very long time. Now, a lot of us are getting married later or wanting kids later or having multiple partners in like a span of years, you know, we're just not dating one person. And that is a huge, huge fear is like, I don't want to be at risk for these other things. And I didn't even know that chlamydia is one of the top reasons for infertility. So it's like, wow, you know, two for one <laughs> in, in Fexi, which is really cool. So a lot of questions then go to, you know, well, who is Fexi not for, you know? So what are maybe some of the side effects or if somebody's thinking like, is this right for me? What should they be aware of? Okay. Well, in our clinical study, less than 2% of patients discontinued due to side effects. So if you look at hormones, 
typically those side effects are anywhere between 10 to 20 percent. So the side effects are very, very, very nominal. The most common were a little bit of itching and a little bit of burning. And some of those patients actually describe it as tingling. And at some point, some of them weren't sure if they liked it or they didn't. Some of them kind of liked it, but that's what it really was. It was a little bit of itching and a little bit of burning, but less than 2%, which mm-hmm. is really, really, really fabulous, particularly for a contraceptive product. Yeah. But those were the two most common. We need to remember how small 2% is. <laughs> like that's the thing, Thank like you. in the, in the <laughs> big amount of women using things. I mean, I've experienced itching and uncomfortable symptoms using a condom before. So, I mean, you just, you know, we always have to be yeah. aware of our body. Everybody's body is different. The only thing that we say, if you have had a recurrent UTI, that means three or four a year Mm, that sometimes Fexi is not the right product for you, uh, but that's literally three or four a year, constant recurrent UTIs. The only other thing I would tell you is that we have found that Fexi has such a wide range of demographic for women who are perimenopausal. They have vaginal dryness from intercourse. You know, any woman who's had cancer, any, any woman who says, you know what? I've tried the pill. I've tried the patch. I've had headaches, weight gain, and bleeding. Yeah. And yeah, young women that say, look, I exercise, I do yoga. You know, they're really into their quality of life. And they say, why would I put a hormone in my body every day, right? So the only women that it's really not for is when women say, we want a fit and forget method. We don't want to think about mm-hmm. it. We never want to mm-hmm. think about it. We don't want to deal with it. Those are the women that I think are the candidates for IUDs. And right. what we say to doctors and women, look, sexy's not for you. And we say to doctors, we're not going after those women because we're not the right product. On-demand product is not for a woman that wants fit and forget. But totally. That that's a there's a huge subset of women. So 23 million women right now in the US will tell you they will never use the hormone again. No way. I believe no it. How. They cannot be talked into it. They won't. And so we have a big opportunity, right, to satisfy these women. But those are really the women that it's not for. I mean, it's a really small subset. That's what we love. And by the way, it doesn't matter what other medications you're on, mm-hmm. right? There's no issue about concomitant use. Doesn't matter what else they're taking. It's perfectly fine and safe for them to use that. Mm, I love that. And you said you said less than 2%, right? Was that the number? Yep, less so, than 2%. Yeah, and I think sometimes, I mean, and especially when something feels newer, there's like a lot of fear around it. I will say a lot of the stuff you're saying, I also feel like is the fear around fertility awareness method in general is like, oh my gosh, like it's less than 2% of people that will get pregnant um, on fertility awareness method if they're using like typical use of doing it. And I think people forget like, well, what's actually the percentage of people that... Um, like have horrible symptoms on birth control. Like we forget that the percentage is so much more for women that have these side effects. And then do we really want to deal with that as opposed to like 2%, that's really low for like having oh my goodness. <laughs> like, Well, are you ready for this? Yeah. And I can say this to you because we just announced it. So, so this is what's fascinating. So all hormone contraception right now is measured by something called a pearl index. It's just the measurement metrics that the FDA uses to determine what their efficacy is, okay? But it really breaks down to this. The longer you're on a hormone, the better efficacy you get because you have a synthetic hormone circulating through your body even if you don't take it. Yeah. So if you're on the pill and you take it every day for two years, and then on Saturday night, you don't take it. Well, you're probably not gonna get pregnant because you've had all that hormone right. overriding your body for so long, right? right? Well. Our product 
is measured on acts of sex. Mm-hmm. So ACOG this year, so the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecologists is in May in San Diego. So in a month and a half, we are now launching our, this is our new focus that we've gotten approved that if you measure FEXI on the acts of sex in our clinical study, 25,000 acts of sex with 100 pregnancies, it's 99% effective. I love that. 99% yeah. effective. And so, you know, when I talk to women, they're like, look, I got this. For sure. You know, they say, look, I already use lubrication as part of intimacy. Well, I would, I used to put a condom on for my partner. Well, now he puts Fexi in for me. Yeah. Well, some women want to put it in the bathroom and throw it away. But other women are like, what? I'm not shy. Yeah. I'm not modest. So, so I will tell you this. Once this new messaging comes out, I have to tell you, Nina, there's going to be no objections from doctors. Mm-hmm. Doctors are going to be blown away because, you know, I think it's really going to make a huge difference because I do think that a lot of them, they, if they're just so entrenched in the mindset that you have to take this hormone every day. Right. And once they start to realize that a lot of these women, they, they're they just not going to do it. You know, right? Even if you more. Yes, exactly. And I think, look, just because something's always been done one way, it doesn't make it right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't, you know? So this 99% efficacy, I think, is going to be a really important message, which will be great. So, and and you mentioned already, like, how, and I kind of, can you just maybe say it one more time for people listening? Like, so the 99%, because that was my next question is, like, what is the effectiveness rate? And yep. so this, you're measuring on the act of sex, like, using the product, yes. intercourse, how many women are getting pregnant over this many times of having sex, you know, and getting pregnant. Yes. Can you just mention that one more time so that people can yes. hear it? Yes. Okay. So, well, here, and I also don't want to confuse your listeners. So let me say this. So right now in the label effect, what you would read in the label. And honestly, can you imagine this? I've been in this industry my whole life. I don't know that I've ever really read a label. <laughs> I hate to admit that, yeah. too, but I really don't think I have. I'm like, look, I know what it's for. I know why I need it. I need this label. But yeah. Anyway. And now I can barely see without like, you know, magnifying glasses on. I couldn't be able if I wanted to. But anyway, so in the label, it says 86% effective with typical use and 93% effective when use is directed. That's what the label says. And here's why. When we did our study, the FDA insisted that we count failures, women who didn't use the products at all, right? literally took the product home, never used it, had sex, got pregnant, or women who used the product after sex, those had to be counted as a failure. Mm. Well, we agreed to that, I know, because they had never measured a non-hormonal product. Every product the FDA has reviewed until our product has had hormones in it. So we accepted it because we wanted the product to get to market. And what we believe is that, so the other thing you should also know is that right now there's lots of data that will tell you that women on birth control pills miss their pills between two and four times a month, which makes the pill 92% effective. Yeah, right. Okay? There's always, I, I have to just pause you for a second and I'm going to keep making this correlation between Fexi and FAM because they go so perfectly together because women want to know what to use to have sex when they are fertile, right? They want to use the product when they are fertile and they don't like condoms. Like that's a lot of the people that I'm talking to. I don't want to use condoms. I don't trust pull-up yeah. method and you shouldn't when you're in your fertile window and I need something to use, right? So anyway, there's always perfect and imperfect use. The same with fertility awareness method. Are you charting every day? Are you using Fexi when you're act, when you're going to have sex? You know, like, are you using these things correctly? Birth control, how many girls, women actually take it every single day at the same time when their alarm goes off, like they're supposed to, right? Like right. we don't realize that there are inconsistencies in these things. 
Without question. Yeah. So that's why when we went back, we did this post hoc analysis of our data. And we went back and said, okay, we have to really look at what actually happened in the study. Really look at the acts of sex, the 25,000 acts of sex. How many women got pregnant? 100 women got pregnant. Well, now you calculate that. That literally equates to 99% efficacy. Now, that measurement is called a Kaplan-Meier. It's a real tool. So now the FDA has said, okay, we're going to measure everything with the hormone by this pearl index. We're going to measure everything without hormones. Only thing right now is vaccine mm-hmm. by Kaplan-Meier. But, but if, so right now, it's 99% effective. And this is when women use it by the way, right before I was gonna or within that. an hour, anytime within an hour or right before sex. And as long as you use it correctly, that should be your efficacy rate, mm-hmm. which is, and I've got to tell you the truth. The women that we talk to, I mean, they, they know how to use it. They've used tampons. Right. I mean, they, I mean, you know, there's, it's no big deal putting something in, in it's five milliliters and the gel, when women see it, it's, it's, Women would never use something that's runny and runs out. It's not. It's bioadhesive, so it stays inside the mm. vaginal cavity. But it's enough that it's a little lubricating. But it's not so much that it's like, oh my goodness, I have all this gel in my vagina. Right. You know that doesn't happen. Yeah. So people really actually like the lubricating properties of it because it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's another thing a lot of people want, right? <laughs> when when yeah. they're in the act. And I want to say as well is I think we need to to teach women that they can have ownership of their fertility. Like there's this fear of, well, maybe do I need a a set it and forget it type of thing? Um, But I just, I really think if more women had the education around this, they would feel like they are empowered to make these decisions. And that's like, you know, that's exactly what I'm here for when I preach fam. It's like, you can do this. You can understand your body. And also maybe we just need to change the idea of like, using, if a, if a guy can put a condom on before you have sex, you can insert this before you have sex. It's not any different. It's not, you know, there's, there should be no disconnect there. And I'm really hoping that that's where we end up, right? That women do believe like they have the power to do this. Oh, you know what? I don't, I, I, I love you for saying that. <laughs> look, women are, it's true. I mean, that one thing is a look at everything we do, right? right? We are like, you know, we're the center of the universe for so many things, right? That we impact, right? We multitask, we do all of these things and we do them all really well. Mm-hmm. And so for God's sake, we can control our own bodies. Like we, it's like that responsibility piece where I say to myself, so I talked to a couple of doctors in the beginning and some of these, and I, and I know that maybe this is going to be controversial, but these were older white men who said to me, all young women are promiscuous and they can't be trusted. They Stop. need to have an IUD unless I can sterilize them. Um, and you know what I thought to myself? I literally said to them, I said, respectfully, you are going to lose young women mm, from your practice absolutely. because young women today, they're not going to tolerate that. No. They are more empowered and more in charge and they have more confidence that uh, I said, look, if I had that kind of empowerment and confidence when I was that age, who knows? I could be the first woman <laughs> president by now. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, are you kidding me right now? But your point is that the more education, you know, education is power. Totally. You know, and for them to understand, you got this. Men have had condoms. Of course you can put sexy in. Yes. And by the way, it takes a second, you know? And, and I would tell you that what I love the most is that 
the women who are our most, I would say, evangelical users, they really do feel empowered. Yeah. I mean, they really do. They're like, you know, and then you know what else is great is they're like, look, I didn't have a boyfriend for three months. Why do I want to be taking a pill every day for three months? Totally. I didn't have sex for three months. Yeah. You know? And and they think what's so great is that now I don't have to be concerned and worried. I've got my sexy. I only use it when I need it. Never when I don't, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so that, it really is, but I will be honest, it's a shift in mindset to your point. Yeah. The more we can talk to women right. about the fact that it's time that they should feel really, they should feel that they can have sex on demand for themselves, mm-hmm. right? On their terms. But yeah, it is a shift because they've been told otherwise forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've talked to a lot of gynecologists and um, even when I've had them on this podcast and I'll bring up fertility awareness, they still are a little bit like, oh, I don't know. A lot of women can get pregnant on that. But what I want my community to know is that the reason why I think Fexi is even so much more appealing to women in the fertility awareness method community is that like, they also know in the second half of their cycle when they're not fertile, then they can choose, I don't need to use my Fexi then. Um, but then they'll know in the in the window or if they're unsure at any point before their fertile window, they also have that. So it's like, if you're unsure, you have a solution. When you know and you want to have sex and you're fertile, you have a solution. And you also are empowered to know like the second half of your cycle when you can't get pregnant at all. And that's the thing too, is like so many um, people, they're not sure. It's like, I'm so scared. I don't even understand like really how pregnancy works. That's why it's like, I just need to take this pill that everybody is supporting. They just, cause they don't understand how it works. And so yeah. I'm so glad that this product is coming out. I mean, it's out. Um, and that's another question. Where can you get a prescription? Cause I have a lot of people DM me and they're like, how do I even get Fexi? Yes. Okay. So a couple of different ways. So one, Fexi.com. So P-H-E-X-X-I, Fexi.com. We have a telemedicine platform. So if you go oh, to Fexi.com, you can get me put through the telemedicine platform and you can get products shipped directly to your oh, home. Oh, great. Or you can get a prescription from your OBGYN, whoever your provider is, and you can go get it filled at your pharmacy either way. Or you could use a different telemedicine platform if that's what you regularly use, right? Yeah. is available through all telemedicine platforms, but we have our own if you want to go to our website. Or if you don't, OBGYN can prescribe it for you. And the other thing too is that Right now, a prescription typically is a box of 12 pre-filled applicators. Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, but there's some women who say to their doctor, you know what, I have sex more frequently than that. So a doctor can say that a month's supply is two boxes of sex. Awesome. So whatever your you know frequency of sex is, you can get one box or you can get two boxes. And the half-life is three years, so they don't have to worry. Right. It's not going to expire, yeah. you know? So... Um, so yeah, it's really, it's, it's simple and it's convenient and it's easy. And you know, that's, that's what we wanted, right? We wanted it to not be so stressful and so arduous. And I cared a lot about making sure we did everything we could to have a product that minimized the side effects, but also at the same time, really made women feel like, you know what? Sex has been marketed fear-based our whole life. You don't want to get pregnant. You don't want to get pregnant. You don't want to get pregnant. Never suggested that women should have pleasurable sex. Mm -hmm. Women should have sex on demand. Women should feel good about it. And you know, oftentimes hormones lower your libido. Totally. And they can dry you up. (laughs) It does both. And so I say, look, that's why I also think it's great about sexy because it kind of puts the idea of pleasure and fun and intimacy back in the experience for women. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and you can have your pack like next to your bed. You can put a couple in your purse. Like you can have one in your <laughs> <Yeah>. car, <laughs> whatever yeah. works for you. You know, like you said, there's yeah. 12 in a box or you can get a double bo- yeah. box of them. So yes, you need a prescription, but you can go through yeah. the platforms that you mentioned, your telehealth or telemed, whatever it's called. I forget your gynecologist, you know, so all are all OBGYNs aware of the product then? So they know like Fexi, it's in their offices. If somebody goes to their doctor, they'll they'll get an answer for that? On average, so we have 60 sales reps calling on OBGYN. There are some territories where we don't have reps because we just didn't have enough to invest in it. But look, if we had more money, we'd have more sales reps, by the way. But yes, I would tell you on average, we've done a very good job of CME programs, reaching out to all the providers, like the top providers of contraception um, know about FEXI. And now ACOG, we're going to do this huge splash. So yeah, I would tell you that um, 90% of the time, yes, there might be some rarances, you know, depending if women are in, you know, rural or remote places, but for the most part, yes. Awesome. So, so good to know. So we know where to find Fexi. We've learned about it. You guys have an Instagram. People can check you out there. The website, will have that linked in the show notes as well. Um, so really, that's what I wanted to know. I think that's what the community wanted to know. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And is there anything else we may have missed that you want to share? You have been wonderful and thorough. And you know what? I am just grateful that you are out there talking to your community because it's so important, right? Facility awareness, education, information. It's just so valuable because a lot of times we're not learning about it in school. And a lot of times our families or our mothers or our mentors don't know themselves. So I just wanted to say thank you for what you're doing. And I'm so thrilled that your listeners wanted to hear about Bexy and I just hope that they'll take an opportunity to try it because it's a wonderful, empowering product. Mm, I agree. And talking to you made me uh, want to encourage it even more. So appreciate you. And uh, this has been great. I can't wait for everybody to learn more about it. Thank you so much. Fexi is a non-hormonal birth control used before sex to prevent pregnancy. Don't use Fexi if you have problems with your urinary tract or a history of repeated UTIs. Common side effects are vaginal burning, itching, infection, discharge, UTIs, genital area discomfort, bacterial vaginosis, or pain while urinating. Fexi does not protect against STIs. Thank you all so much for tuning into this podcast with Sandra. I hope you found it helpful. And make sure if you are wanting to learn more about Fexi, you can go to Fexi.com. You can talk to your OBGYN about it. And if you are also wanting to learn more about your body when you're fertile to know when you should even use Fexi, then that is where my course, Luna Reclaim Your Cycle, comes in. It teaches you all about fertility awareness method, how to use it for natural birth control. And this is one of the reasons why I'm such a fan of Fexi is because you only use it when you need it. So that would be within your fertile window or in that first phase of your cycle if you are unsure. And that makes it such a beautiful companion to fertility awareness in general. So if you want to learn more about Luna, I have a free training and you can find that at nursedwithnina.com slash fam training. And you can learn more about fertility awareness method for natural birth control there. All right. Thank you all so much for tuning into this podcast episode. And I cannot wait to talk to you next week with a new guest.